Welcome to Mental Health Matters Podcast. I'm Hillary Coughlin. And I'm Christina Anavi. We're both mental health clinicians and health coaches coming together to talk all things mental health and wellness. Our mission is to destigmatize the topic of mental health by talking about real life relatable experiences and hardships that people go through every day but may struggle to talk about. This is a place where we dig deep, get real, and empower you to get through life's challenges. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Mental Health Matters Podcast. We are on episode 14, and we're naming this Just Be Positive. And we're talking about how there's this culture of positivity and having to be positive all the time. Yeah, just be positive in air quotes, because really the focus is on toxic productivity or positivity, excuse me. So like when- That's another one though, toxic productivity. I know, and I keep talking about it. I've been talking about it on Instagram. So that's why it was like in the forefront of my yeah. mind. Um, but yeah, positivity, because it's really easy to think that oh, if I just thought positively all the time, I would be happy and life would be great. Um, But it's not realistic. It's not healthy. And I think also there's like this blame on people if they're not positive, kind of like, well, that's why nothing good happens to you. You're, you're, you know, like there's that. And then we kind of believe it. It becomes like this like negative belief, um, self-belief of, oh man, like maybe I do do this because I like can't think of the best possible scenario all the time, which really no one can all the time if they're being real with themselves, right? Uh, do you, is that, is that like manifestation? Like if you manifest negative things in, or if you think about negativity, then you're inviting negativity into your life. Like, is that kind of the mindset or am I getting that totally wrong? No, yeah, that's, so that's linked to the law of attraction where yeah. people so basically what you think attracts more of that. So whatever okay. it is attracts more of, and perhaps that's accurate. I know I, I'm not, I've done enough research on the law of attraction, but they do say it is, has enough strength to, to be backed up to a certain extent. But, um, you know, I don't, I also don't think that it's possible to never have a negative thought. No. No, absolutely not. So if you kind of get into that all or nothing thinking of, well, if I can't be positive all the time, then, then, well, like, fuck me kind of thing. I'm just like, you know, my life's going to be terrible, right? It's yeah. not, it, it's you're, what you said is perfect of, you're not going to be positive all the time. You're going to, you can't not have any negative thoughts. And honestly, some things I find 100% positive thinking to be somewhat invalidating because it sort of takes away any emotion of like grief or sadness or anything that's not happy, right? And we're allowed to have the full range of emotions as a human being. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to throw anybody under the bus, but some people in particular in my personal life I have expressed my stress to, my anxiety to, my depression to, and 
the advice granted not asked for advice <laughs> has is usually well don't don't think that don't don't feel that it's okay it will be okay just just be happy like oh my god i understand that you're trying to help but that feels so invalidating exactly what you said hillary of you're totally minimizing the experience that i'm having right and I don't even think that people realize it. I think that, no, general, yeah, the general public has the best intentions. Like people in our lives just want to say, it's going to be okay, right? Like we want to fix things for people and make them feel better. So that's what we say is it's going to be okay. Don't be sad, be happy. <laughs> but what they're doing is they're taking away our experience a little bit, just completely not realizing that. And um, that's why I always try and tell people in my life, if I feel comfortable enough, which I do, um, is, you know, sometimes I just want to talk. Sometimes I just need to say something, but I don't need you to fix it. I don't need you to tell me what to do with it. Or, you know, I just need to kind of talk about this and it may not be the happiest conversation or the most positive conversation, but that's okay. I really need to talk about it. Yeah. And having and prefacing the conversation to say that, because that is you communicating a boundary and being really clear with what you're looking for in that conversation. And I, I have to do that because I don't want to feel invalidated. I don't want unsolicited advice. I just want that person to know where I'm at. And so telling them exactly what you said, Hillary, if I'm not looking for advice. I'm, this is just, I just want you to know how I feel. And it's hard to practice even what you preach, um, although, we're, yeah. although we're as a therapist, yeah, <laughs> no, we know these things, but even take me out of my counselor hat and put me in my real life. I I'm guilty of the same thing sometimes with people and I catch myself and I'm like, oh, don't be that person because I hate it when people do it to me. And so I always use my very best friend in the world as an example, because she's incredible at this skill. And I don't know where she, she just is a great listener, you know, um, not a counselor. And she just totally validates anything that I tell her. She doesn't, she's just like, wow, that's difficult. Yeah. I can, you know, that kind of encouragement of just allowing the space to talk and not judging it and not like naming it negative or bad. Yeah. Because if you approach, somebody who's really going through a hard time, if you approach them with just positivity, that's going to, that could potentially make that person shut down and feel like they're not in a safe space to be real and to fully have that experience of feeling upset, feeling down, feeling angry, whatever. And so they're not going to want to come to you, you know, when they're having a hard time they're going to learn that that's not a safe space for them to express how they feel so like you have your friend who who just validates you and makes you feel heard so you feel safe you feel comfortable sharing that with her mm -hmm. yeah i really try and emulate that you know i try and do what she does which is kind of funny because i already know how to do it but it's it's that being in a personal space not a professional space that sometimes mm -hmm. you know we're all human and we all kind of have those um, 
those habits that we fall back on accidentally without wanting to cause anyone any harm. Right, exactly. So you mentioned being a realist, right? So what does that mean? What does that look like? So for me, just being a realist, it's something that I've kind of always stated to people because I don't really think I'm an optimist, so to speak, because I think that I try to be positive. I try to be, of course, no one wants to be negative, right? All the time. But I think, again, there's a lot of like cultural, <laughs> a mm-hmm. lot of things around that where it's like, you always have to be, or you're not an optimist. Like, it's like, you feel. An right. If, if you have a negative thought, then that means you're. you're yeah. Person. Like all or nothing sort of thing. Right. Whereas a pessimist has to be like the most like negative person in the world. Like they don't have a positive thought. So neither is true because they're so extreme. Right. Um, right. So I feel like being a realist is a nice medium and it's, a realistic viewpoint of life that there is good and there's bad and there's everything in between. Yeah, there's the both and. So what does that look like for you? Like, do you have any personal examples? Yeah, I would think that I can't think of a concrete example, but just in terms of thought process, I tend to think about a situation and go, okay, the reality is that that's one of my favorite phrases. If people mm-hmm. <laughs> the reality of the situation is that this could happen, mm-hmm. you know? And so I, I think it's somewhat of a good coping skill as long as you have the emotional capacity to do so. And you practice it a bit to be able to look at a situation and look at a possible negative outcome, because what it does is it somewhat prepares you for that, as opposed to it just happening to you. Just that yeah, possibility. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's so important to acknowledge that, yeah, shitty things happen. Like that's going to happen in your life. Like not everything's going to be sunshine and daisies. Like it's important to acknowledge that. And that that's actually a strategy that I use with my clients a lot is when they are worried about something, it's acknowledging and validating that, yeah, there, there might be some truth to what you're worrying about. Like COVID, for example, Um, a lot of my clients really were worried about getting COVID, even though they were vaccinated, practicing, you know, preventative measures, but acknowledging that, yeah, you can still get COVID even when you're vaccinated and practicing these habits. Um, However, let's think of this realistically, as you said, let's evaluate what's the worst case scenario, what's the best case scenario, and which of those is more likely to happen. Right. And that can kind of help us to validate what we're feeling, acknowledge that there might be a real threat to what we're thinking about and really see if this is something that needs my attention or if I can let it go. Mm -hmm. So I think that's like what you're talking about, too, of being realistic. Yeah. And also keeping that you know, quote unquote, worst case scenario in mind, the emotional like maturity piece that I was speaking about is also keeping in mind that don't let that stop you from whatever that situation is. So it's okay to acknowledge that something could not go right. Like it may not go the way you want it to go or expect it to go, but don't, don't shy away from it. Don't turn away from it or not go through with the thing, whatever the thing is because of that possibility too. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So also talking about how our body and intuition are alarm systems kind of, like it kind of alerts us a little bit when something's off and, you know, something to like pay attention to. You know, we do have internal, you know, sort of like alarms, right? So it's important to always listen to that too. So although we're talking about worst case scenarios, if it's something that's putting us in danger, of course, then we don't want to do that. Yeah, but that too is like, if you are expressing a concern to someone and they're just throwing positivity at you, mm. it can make you feel, it can make you feel like you need to question what it is that you're feeling and therefore not honoring or trusting your own intuition. And so I think that's what you're saying, Hillary, of like, those gut instincts, the body's response, like sometimes the thing that you're thinking about could be true is what we were just talking about. And so really assessing and evaluating, you know, is there a real threat here? What's my body trying to tell me what's going on? Is this just anxiety? Is this just, you know, unhelpful worry or is it, is it real? And do I need to acknowledge that? Yeah. And I also think it's important to keep in mind that when we talk about reality, that different people will have a different reality based upon oh, their yeah. own, like life experiences, right? So we base our reality sometimes on our own life experiences and how it's shaped us. So that's like our world, right? There's like the real world, like the big world around us, but then like we have our own little worlds of reality based upon our life experience. And so when someone presents to you what their worries are or what their worst case scenario might be, it could sound completely like out, out of line to you or something like out of, you know, your understanding of that. But to them, that's very real, right? Because maybe they've experienced it before. And so you never really know if people, where they're coming from or their history and someone's trauma, and they, they may have very good reason to believe that something happened to them based upon their life experiences. And that's why working with a therapist or a coach could be helpful to have an unbiased outside perspective on the situation. Um, you know, sometimes I'll ask my clients, I was like, do you want my opinion on the situation or do you want to hear what I'm observing about the situation? Right? And there's two different things because my opinion is coming from my own worldview, as you say, Hillary. But my observations might be more factual of this is what I'm hearing. This is what I'm seeing happening. Um, tell me if this is if this is accurate. Right. But my opinion is different. My opinion is going to be something that is in line with my beliefs, how how I see the world. Right. And nine times out of 10, your friends, your family they're going to give you their opinion, which is rooted in their beliefs. So knowing that they might not have the best uh, advice or help for you. Um, so, you know, just acknowledging that, and that's again, where therapy or something like coaching can be helpful. Christina, would you say that you're an optimist, pessimist, or realist? <laughs> if you have those terms, I guess. You can't see me, uh, uh, listeners. I said audience listeners. 
Um, but when Hillary started asking, are you an optimist? I made a face because <laughs> clearly I am not. <laughs> I am, I, I don't know. That's, I, I think my knee jerk response would be pessimist, but I think I'm more realist, maybe more pessimistic in my personal life and more realist when it comes to, you know, my work, because that's more helpful to clients, obviously. Um, but I think, you know, really trying to practice what I preach. So really checking the facts of the situation, really asking myself, is this true? Um, seeking guidance and support from outsiders to really assess what it is that I'm feeling and thinking and experiencing. So yeah, I'd say realist, pessimist, maybe. <laughs> well, that makes yeah. sense. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. I relate. I do. Yeah. <laughs> but so I did you want to mention anything about the toxic productivity or do we want to save that? Oh, um, I think we should save that. I think that will be a good topic for our work uh, and mental health episode that will probably be coming out early 2022. Um, this was a suggestion from a follower, Instagram follower, a couple of followers actually on Instagram mentioned talking about work and mental health. So I think that saving it for that. Absolutely. Huge topic in 2020, 2021, really. And, and all the changes and its effect on mental health. It's just astronomical. Yeah. Yeah. So listeners, stay tuned for that. And what do we have coming up for December? Well, these episodes will be coming out in December. What do we have coming up for January? For January, I believe we're talking about modern therapy. Oh, yes, guys. I am so excited about this guest. Um, she well, I don't want to give too much away yet. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. That episode will be coming out in January. We're recording with her in December. So yeah, be on the lookout for that. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, where can people find you, Christina? Uh, Instagram, Christina Councils. Um, my website's my name, ChristinaAnami.com. And what about you, Hillary? I'm at Instagram at Hillary Coughlin. So if you have any questions, comments, uh, future topic suggestions, please reach out to us. Um, we love interacting with you guys and we've been loving um, your responses to our episodes and getting a lot of positive feedback. And we also are figuring out topics for 2022. So mm. definitely let us know what you wanna hear more of. Keep them coming. All right, guys, stay well. You stay well.